Are we live? All right, let's roll. What's good, y'all? Unbiased sports fan. Talking some sports over the weekend. And uh, we got a lot to talk about, man. We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to get into. But we're going to go for the show notes here. For the first part of the show, we'll talk about... The last few first round picks in the NFL draft, because, well, you know, why not? Let's, let's just talk about them. We're also going to talk about the current state of the NBA, because you know what I'm saying it, it was it was it was spicy last week, and now it's just it's red hot this week. You know what I'm saying? It's red hot. So we we gotta we gotta talk about that a little bit. It's red hot right now in the NBA, and of course. We got to get into UFC, the last pay-per-view event that just happened. We are going to have to get into it for sure. We're going to have to talk about it. UFC 262, it was, as they say, a banger. It was nice. I watched it. I stayed up. So we're going to talk about that as well. But uh, yeah, man, let's get right into it. Let's talk about the NFL draft. And let's talk about these last few picks. Picks 21 through 32. Let's get into it. Starting off at number 21, the Colts. My Colts. They select Quiddy Pay, defensive end out of Michigan. And I'm not going to lie, in draft night, I was you know, a little confused. I was a little confused. I was like, uh, is he is he gonna convert him to left tackle or something? Or are we gonna convert him to you know offensive line position? I mean, what a defensive end. But then you know, I heard about him. Heard you know his measurable sauce. And I'm not gonna lie, I looked up some YouTube highlights of the man. I was like, all right, I'm pretty sold. Looks like this guy would be would be nice and blue and white. Quitty pay. That's you know what I'm saying. I mean, we we uh we didn't address the left tackle need on draft night. But we did address it in free agency, so I don't mind the quitty pay pick. Not going to lie, on the night I was a little confused. But I learned to live with it now. I don't mind the pick at all. I actually kind of like it a little bit. Quitty pay, defensive end out of Michigan. Come on. Come on, Indianapolis. Make some noise. Make some moves. Let's move on to number 22 with Caleb Farley. This is the guy that had the broken broken back and shit, or he had he had something wrong. Yeah, he had like back back problems in in college, and uh, I think that caused him to slip down the draft boards a little bit. And um, you know, I don't know if he's a, if he's if he has no back problems. The Titans got him a stud. They got themselves a stud. I think he was the cornerback one. I'm pretty sure he was the cornerback one coming out uh, before all the back issues. I mean, of course, Patrick Sertain and J.C. Horn kind of flew up. But Caleb Farley, you know, he, 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 he plays, man. He he can play. He can play. So Titans defense is uh it it it's awful. It's fucking awful to say the least. Um it seems like every year they got names, but they still get ran through. So hopefully Caleb Farley can help that out. I mean, I'm a Colts fan, so hopefully, you know, he doesn't help that out. I mean, I hope he's a good player, but I mean, you know, Titans, I mean, I mean don't want them to win. So. Don't want uh, just just playing, you know. Caleb Farley to the Titans. We hope it's good. Not really. Whatever. Let's move on. And number twenty three, the Vikings. I believe they traded back. If 
for this pick. And still got their guy in Christian Darisaw, offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech. And not going to lie, it's a great move. It's a great, great fucking move from the Vikings, man. It's a great move. What are you going to say? You move back. You still get your guy at 23. No issues. No questions asked. What more could you ask for, man? Move back. Get your guy. Get the offensive tackle you wanted to sure up that offensive line. Beef it up a little bit more. Put a little bit, a little bit more beef on there, you know? And they got their guy. Solid, solid, solid pick for Christian Darisaw. Let's move on to the pick. <laughs> to pick number 24... People don't like this pick, man. They think it was a fucking awful pick. I think it was absolutely awful. Najee Harris running back out of Alabama to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty. It was pretty obvious that he was gonna go there. You know what I'm saying? It was pretty fucking obvious. They made it pretty loud. They wanted a bell cow back. It made it pretty loud that you know the running backs they have there just couldn't get the job done. They they needed somebody. But what about the offensive line, Pittsburgh? It was a reason for concern last year, and uh, you could have got you could have got you know could have got some line help in the first round. It's probably what most people wanted you to do, but you went with Najee Harris. Najee Harris is a fine player. Back end of the first round, I mean, hey, you know, you could do worse. But if he's running behind, you know, nothing. Guys aren't making no holes, you know what I'm saying? He's running behind brick walls after brick walls getting stood up night in and night out. Then, uh, hey, you're going to pick another running back in a few years and just keep re- repeating that process, you know? Or he could turn out to be that absolute stud, which I believe he is. Najee Harris. Hope you do good things in Pittsburgh, man. People people hating on you because they want you to take a line. But still, still a good player, man. Still a good player in all our hearts. So, Najee Harris, let's see what you can do. Number 25. Oh, I think this was one of the worst picks in the draft. Not because of talent, but because of fit. Or I should say overall mm, relative need. Might be asking what the fuck you're talking about. I'll tell you what I'm fucking talking about. Travis Etienne to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I love Travis Etienne. I think he's a solid, solid, solid player. I think he's a great, great player. However, Jaguars, what the fuck are we doing? What Urban? Big Herb. Big Herb. What are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? Big Herb. I I mean I can't defend it. Your first move. As Jacksonville Jaguars is to draft Trevor Lawrence first overall, which, you know, is a solid pick. But Travis Etienne in the first round? When you have James Robinson, who just went ballistic in his rookie year. Undrafted free agent, by the way. So he's he's cheap. He's cheap. He's hungry. And he just put up an all-time undrafted uh, free agent rookie season. And this is how you repay the man. I mean, I I legit want to give this move an F. Legit want to give it an F. I mean, not only do you bypass the other needs on your team, that god-awful defense, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. 
and you take Travis Etienne when you already have a do it all back in James Robinson. Unfucking believable. I'm kind of pissed, man. I'm kind of pissed. I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of. I'm kind of pissed, man. Like, I mean, I I don't understand how you do that with J- James Robinson on your roster. I could understand if you had a uh, like a a team like the Jags did in 2017 when they had the defense, they had the offense. All they needed was a running back, a stud running back. I can understand it, but now they're in the opposite. You know, they have the stud running back. But their, def- their team sucks. You now the whole team just, just sucks. The coaching staff is all new. Defense is, you know, all new pieces from free agency or just building through the draft. But it's 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 building, you know. It's not there yet. And you take Travis Etienne, man. I don't know if Trevor Lawrence. I don't know if he was swinging that hair left and right. I don't know if he was in the draft room saying, hey, you don't get me if you don't get Travis Etienne. You, you, I got to get my guy. I got to get him. I trust him. Well, I mean, whatever, you know, like wh- whatever, whatever Go- Mr. Goldilocks was saying over there, you know, he's probably swinging that hair left and right. You know what I'm saying? Just telling Big Herb, you know, Big, Big Herb, Urban, I need to get my guy. But this is an awful pick, man. I'm going I'm to keep it. I'm going to keep it a stack. This is an awful pick. Um, Urban, keep making moves like this. You're going to be out in three years, man. I, I mean, I, I mean, come on. I'm being... I'm just being real, man. Like, how I don't understand unless there's something I don't see with James Robinson not being that good or Travis Etienne really being a Hall of Fame talent, neither of which I don't think is true. So I don't understand what the fuck is going on, man. I don't understand. I love Travis Etienne. Hate the pick. Absolutely hate the pick. One of the worst picks, if not the worst pick in the draft. I might even take the Alex Leatherwood pick at uh, 17 with the Raiders over that shit. Not going to fucking lie. Awful pick, man. Awful pick, but let me stop bitching and moaning and complaining. Let's go to number 26. Brown snagging, sniping Greg Newsome, cornerback from Northwestern. Just just, just sniping the guy, you know what I'm saying? Just sniping him. Getting him. Getting the goods on Greg Newsome. Browns, man, we, we, we don't need to say much more. Team's going to be good next year. I mean, let's move on. Greg Newsome's a you know, great player. He's sure up that, that secondary. Now you got Denzel Ward. Uh Jesus. Uh Jesus. Browns Browns should be good, man. They should be good. Number 27, we got Rashad Bateman. A lot of people like this guy. Compare him to Allen Robinson. But Rashad Bateman going to the Ravens at number 27. I can understand the pick. You know what I'm saying? You want to get Lamar some weapons? People have been crying and complaining that Lamar doesn't have a lot of weapons. And I might say, hey, maybe you got a point, you know. I couldn't really name you two wide receivers on that team. I mean, I can because, you know, I watch I watch the Ravens or whatever. Shit, can I? Marquise Brown, Devin DuVernay, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I can. Fuck it. I, it's hard. You know what I'm saying? I have to think a little bit. I have to stretch the brain a little bit there. Just to figure out who the hell the Ravens receiving core was. So I understand. I understand. I understand wanting to get Lamar some help and uh, really, you know, saying, hey, you know, get you some more receivers. You know, maybe our offense can be a little less predictable. Let, let's see what you got. Let's see how you can sling that rock. So I don't mind the pick at all. Shot Bateman. I don't mind the pick. At all. I don't mind the pick at all. And then 28 through 32. 
I see these picks more as just extras. You know what I'm saying? They could be great players, but the teams are already so good that I don't know how much impact these guys can make. Uh, let's just kind of run through them really quickly. Uh, Peyton Turner and number 28 to the Saints. I mean, the team's already pretty good. They're more concerned about Drew Brees' replacement, I would I would assume. The defense is still pretty solid, so I guess adding you know Peyton Turner just makes it even more solid. Number 29, Eric Stokes from the Packers. Packers got a little Aaron Rodgers drama. A little Aaron Rodgers drama going on. They don't know where the fuck he's going. They don't know what he's doing. And uh, they take a cornerback. I mean, hey, that defense... Everybody's crying about you know their defense wasn't uh, up to par last year wasn't 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 uh, wasn't sufficient enough wasn't good enough so they they got Eric Stokes and um, I mean it should still be a good team depending on where Aaron Rodgers goes if he stays they should be all right a okay if he goes eesh, I don't know I don't know. And at number 30, the Bills took Gregory Rousseau. They needed another defensive end. And they got a defensive end in Gregory Rousseau. Defensive end from Miami. They got Greg. They got Greg. And uh, I mean, the team's still gonna be good, man. Like I don't I don't see any regression out of Josh Allen. I don't see any regression out of that team, so they should still be good. Number 31. Odafe Owe, previously known as Jason Owe, but he would like to be known as Odafe Owe. Odafe Owe to the Ravens, defensive end. And I guess he's just more of a development piece, you know? He's more to just solidify that already stout top five defense. He's just to solidify it, you know what I'm saying? These teams are so good, it's just these picks are just, they're just luxury picks, you know what I'm saying? It's a luxury, just luxury. And lastly, at number 32, the Buccaneers take Joe Tryon. I do not know who the hell this is. Defensive end out of Washington. There we go. Defensive end out of Washington. I have never seen him play. Similar to the Zayvon Collins guy. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure they're great players that they're drafting the first round. I know nothing about Mr. Joe Tryon. I hope he eats. I hope he eats in Tampa Bay because it looks like they are going back to the Super Bowl. I They got everybody back. This was a luxury pick, it seemed like. The defense was already fucking elite, so I don't know. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. And yeah, that rounds out the first round of the NFL draft. Very, very interesting draft, if I may say, you know. That San Francisco pick at uh, number three was very hotly debated. Where Justin Fields would go was very hotly debated. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it was, it was interesting, you know. It was interesting. What the Bengals would do at five was worth staying up for. It was worth staying up for. I, I would definitely say it was. It was worth it. It was all worth it. And now we go from the NFL and we transition over into the NBA. The plan is set. It's red hot right now, and the play in is set. Matchups are there. LeBron has returned. James Harden has returned. They are both back in the lineups. LeBron for the Lakers, making them get that extra push, that extra oomph. To end the season. 
and James Harden. The big three is all back and ready. The big three is all back and ready for the Nets. These teams are gearing up. Teams are getting ready. Hunting. Fighting for that spot. Let's see how it goes. Let's see how it fucking goes with LeBron and Harden. You know, they're back. They're ready to ball out. It should be good. It should be really, really good. And before I even get to the playing, uh, the, the playing state of the playing, you know, tournament, I hear a lot of buzz about this Steph MVP talk, and uh, I'm not gonna lie, Steph has been playing MVP caliber basketball. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm a Jokic guy, and, uh, and I think he's gonna win the MVP. But hey, if this Steph guy, you know, Steph Curry, if he ends up getting, you know, if he ends up getting a lot more votes, or even ends up winning the award, which is unlikely, but if he even ends up winning the award, I wouldn't even be upset. This guy's balling his ass off, balling his ass off. I wouldn't even be upset. Steph Curry won the MVP. I wouldn't even wouldn't even bat an eye. I would think Jokic would deserve would deserve it a little bit more, but hey, Steph Curry is balling. He's balling. Steph Curry is balling. Balling out, man. Steph for MVP? Question mark. That's up for you to decide. But he's playing like it though. He sure is fucking playing like it. He's playing like it. And now we get into the matchups for the play-in. Ooh. Let's start with the East first, because I want to save. I want to save the West. Let's get into the East first. And uh, Hornets, Pacers. Hornets, Pacers, we get to see playing LaMelo. We get to see what the fuck he's doing in this plan. We, we, we get to see what he's working with. And uh, Pacers... Uh, Levert's, I believe Levert's healthy. I'm not going to lie. I haven't watched a Pacers game in a, in a, in a while. I just haven't. Um, I believe Sabonis and uh, Karis Levert are kind of the leaders of that team, I believe. Is not, is uh, Malcolm Brogdon still playing? I don't fucking know. I really don't fucking know. Hornets versus Pacers. I'll check into that one. I haven't seen a Pacers game in a while, so I don't even know who the fuck they're rolling out in the lineup. I want to see playoff, or I guess I should say play in LaMelo. I want to see play in LaMelo. Playing LaMelo and then playoff LaMelo, so I'm taking the Hornets. I'm taking the Hornets to win that one. And the Wizards versus the Celtics. Mr. Triple-Double, Mr. Bradley Beal scoring it up. Mr. Russell Westbrook triple-doubling it up. Versus the Celtics, who have looked a little weak as of recently. Fuck a little weak. They've looked pathetic. I'm not going to call out as they look fucking pathetic. Absolutely fucking pathetic. I'm taking the Wizards. I don't give a fuck. Wizards ten seed, Celtics were they the seventh seed? I'm taking the Wizards. They got the, I I believe they're gonna they're gonna beat them. I believe they're gonna beat them. I believe in the Celtics long term, but this season it just looks it just looks iffy. It looks iffy, man. So I'll take the Wizards for this game. I'll take the Wizards. And in the West, we got two matchups in the West. Spurs versus Grizzlies for the first one. And, uh, yeah, playing Ja Morant. I think the Grizzlies were, uh, I think they, let's see. Yeah, I believe they were in the play-in last year. I think they lost to, to Dame time. You know, Dame time was cooking last year. So I think uh, they're, you know, the second time in the play-in. And they, you know, they, they want to get a spot. You know what I'm saying? They want to they get a spot going. 
I want to get something cooking. So, uh, let's see here. Spurs versus Grizzlies. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how this one's going to go. Uh, Spurs, you never really can count out, especially if Pop's there. But, uh, you know, Grizzlies got Jaron Jackson back, I believe. I'm seeing him in the, in the stat column every now and again. So I'm like, oh, okay, guys, that guy's back. And uh, Valanciunas, I think, has been playing pretty well from what I, from what I kind of, you know, can see when I hear. I think he's been playing pretty well. So, uh, hmm. Give me, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to call this one. I, I want to wait and see. I don't really, I mean, I believe the Grizzlies will win, but the Spurs are, I don't really want to count them out. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how they've been playing recently. I guess they've been playing okay. I don't know, but, you know, we'll see. Interested to see that one. And we got the matchup of the week. The Warriors versus the Lakers. Oh, it should be a good one. LeBron is gunning. He's hunting and gunning to just obliterate the West after resting for all this time. And the Warriors have the quote-unquote MVP or whatever you want to call Steph Curry right now. He's The dude's absolutely nuclear right now. He's absolutely fucking nuclear. And it should be a really good one. I don't see a world where Steph doesn't score at least 40 in this game. Now, if he, if he fucking stinks it up, now that could happen too. But, I mean, Steph Curry, man, he's been balling. How could I not give the guy his due? How can I not give him his credit? How could I not? Warriors versus Lakers, man. It should be a good one. I do have the Lakers winning this one. Not easily, but they should win it. They're just a better team, I believe. But the Warriors, man. Could you imagine, could you imagine if Steph Curry knocked out LeBron and his crew in the play-in tournament? Oh, me, oh, my. That would be interesting, to say the least. That would be very, 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 very interesting. So, yeah, that'll be interesting to check out. Like I said, it was, it's spicy. It's getting there in the NBA, East and the West. Plans are set. Playoff seedings are set. And yeah, next show after these playing games are kind of, you know, have been ran through a little bit. Get some predictions going in there. Probably be all wrong on all of them. But hey, you know, we we like predictions. You know, we like to see how fucking wrong we can be. And I want to see how wrong I can be. So let's get into it after the plans are set. Let's get into the the real playoffs once, once these playing games are over. So I'll be eager to see these. I'll be eager to check these out. Warriors versus Lakers. I'm eyeing that as well. I'm going to have to glue my eyes to the to the screen on that one. So I'll have to check that one out. And that wraps up the NBA talk for this week. And I got to. Oh, you know I got to. Talk a little bit about the UFC and UFC was a 262, I believe. UFC 262 recap. Oh, me. Oh, my. It was a good one. It was a good one. Let's talk about Ferguson versus Darius first. T. Ferg's needing a little redemption here and there. You know what I'm saying? Needing a little get back, a little get right. Some must win for him. Versus Dariush, a guy that's you know been rising up the boards a little bit, and uh, Dariush just just handled him, man. I mean, lay and pray or whatever the fuck you want to call it, he handled him. He, he dominated the fight. T, T, Tony Ferguson did. I mean, I saw absolutely nothing, no pressure on Dariush. He's just getting you know I wrestled the entire time, on his back the entire time. I think he. Oh my God, that fucking uh, was it the heel hook? 
a crazy ass heel hook that Tony Ferguson didn't fucking tap on? Are you fucking kidding me? I've never been one of those, but it even looked painful as hell. Painful as hell. And he didn't even tap. What a what a what animal. What a fucking animal, man. Holy shit, I that shit was crazy. But Darius gets it done. Now he now he you know he wants to rise up the ranks a little bit. So good win for him. Ferguson, oof, rough, rough loss. Rough, rough loss. I don't know where he goes after this. I don't know what he does. I have no idea. But let's get into the main event. Oh, it was a good one. Oh, it was a good one. Main. The main event. Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler. I was rooting for Oliveira, man, but I didn't know. I didn't know, man. It was oh, that first round uh, when, when uh, Chandler, he, uh, what did he do? He got him in a guillotine for a little bit. Oliveira got out of that. Okay, scary, scary sight, but we got out of that. And then uh, Chandler, I think at by the end of the first round, he hit him with a, with a couple of punches, and Oliveira looked like he was he was looked like he was going down. He looked like he was out for the counter. I mean, I don't know. It looked like they could have stopped it real easily. And I was, I was like, oh boy, this Chandler guy looks like he's he looks like he fucking he might get it. Oh, he looks like he might fucking get it this time. I don't know. But Oliveira survived. He survived that first round. And oh boy, that second round came. And I didn't know. I, did, I didn't know. There was a cut on his eye. He had that look in his eyes or in, in, in his eye, whatever, you know. He, I don't know, Oliveira, he just, ugh. I don't know. That second round came and he hit him with that fucking left hook. And I was like, oh, he sucked him. He set him down. He set him fucking down. And, he, you know, he started punching whatever. Ref start, uh, ref called the fight or whatever. And Oliveira was running around. I was fucking, I was like, let's go. I was like, let's go. For Oliveira, man, I was like, let's fucking go. Ah, it's so nice. You're rooting for a guy, and he wins. It's just like you know, it's that's what I like to see. Now, I, you know, I didn't mind Chandler, uh, mind Chandler winning. I just liked Oliveira a little bit more. That's all. That's all. Chandler put up a really good fight, man. Really, really good fight. But we have a new lightweight champion, and his name is Charles Oliveira. You gotta love it, man. You gotta love it. The man put on a performance. I mean, he showed a lot of resilience getting out of that guillotine early and surviving those punches at the end of the first round. And to come out and knock him out in the second like that early on? Shit. You know, everybody thought he might submit him or none, but no, Oliveira got him. He got him. He fucking got him. Charles Oliveira, new lightweight champion, holding up that gold. Love to see it. Absolutely love. Love to see it. You love to see it, man. And uh yeah. That covers up the recap of UFC 262. I stayed up hella late for that shit, but it was worth it. It was hella worth it. It was worth it. It was worth it. But yeah, man. That wraps up today's show. NFL draft covered. NBA playing covered. UFC 262 covered. And, uh... Next show, we'll talk about, you know, this upcoming fight, fight night, or if it's this week, next week, I don't fucking know. We're going to figure it out. Whatever time it is, we're going to talk about it. 
we're going to talk about these NBA games after, you know, they're all settled and done. Yeah, maybe we got some more topics about the NFL. But let's see what, let's see what we're working with here. Let's see what we're cooking with here. But yeah, this has been the Unbiased Sports Fan. And I'm signing out.